Oh, hey, it's me. I'm here to bring good cheer. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm walking here. Nope. Nope. I think that is a lame opening. That opening was lame. Still working on the opening theme song, y'all. Still working on it. Yuck, yuck, yuck. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day in this neighborhood. Why does that sound familiar? Hmm. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Oh, yeah, that's right. Greatest song ever made. Hello. You ever a kid of the 60s? The, yeah, well, the 60s? You're a kid of the, definitely a kid of the 70s and the 80s. You know Mr. Rogers thing. Come on now. I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. Sing along. You know you know the words. We're moving on. See if we can't get that theme song going. I'm joking, of course. We're not in need of a theme song. This is not that kind of podcast. Not that kind of a podcast. But it is a beautiful day in Charleston. We are on base, walking the walking path. Walking the walking path. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's a beautiful day. No need for a jacket. It's a, I'm not sure what the temp is, but it's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I love this place, Charleston. It is awesome. Today's podcast is going to be about a certain group of people who are very, very special and influential. They're an influential piece of our military community. For those of you who may or may not be aware, uh, familiar with the military community, but I'm here to tell you that our military spouses are the glue. They are the glue behind the scenes that hold our military together. And I don't care who you talk to. I don't care who you talk to. They will agree that our military spouses who take care of our military families while our military members are doing what they need to be doing for the security of our country, our spouses are committing just as much as our service members are. I'm here to tell you, I am here, walking here, telling you that the glue that keeps this, keeps our military together has to do, it begins and ends with our military spouses. For those of us that are married, of course, which is a large number of us. But it's the glue. It is the glue. They are the the true unsung heroes that ensure the success of our military members. And I'm here to, I, I, I I was gonna be here to tell you again, but I'm not going to say that again. 
what I am going to say is just trust me. Trust me when I tell you. Look, being married in the military, not an easy thing. Not easy. And a very harsh and ugly reality. <coughs> Excuse me, gosh. I'm getting over a bug and my voice is kind of paying for it. But a very harsh and ugly reality of being married in the military um, of uh, harsh and ugly reality harsh and ugly statistic about marriage in the military is that a lot of married couples don't make it right a lot of them don't make it and I mean there's lots of reasons there are a lot of reasons but a big part of it is has to do with the lack of understanding um, of, of um, yeah, it's, under, it's understanding, but it's an even bigger word. It's a deeper word. Commitment, right? It's a lack of commitment. It's a lack of understanding the amount of commitment that is necessary in order to stay married in the military and for those that make it work it has a lot to do with the fact that our spouses sacrifice so much and I mean I, I could tell you story on top of story let me let me let me let me just let me tell you one story I'll tell you one story we'll start here this is why, this is what makes our military spouses so great. My wife is only a representation, but she is amazing. And I'll give you a good, I'll give you a good example why. And of course, let me apologize about the wind noise. I know you're getting a lot of wind. Um, you know, I could do this indoors and that would eliminate the wind, but I just, I seem to, I feel more comfortable being outside walking around and just letting ideas just flow. Um, not that they would flow any better indoors or outdoors, but this is just the space that I feel most comfortable in. Anyway, moving on. What was I talking Oh, yeah. My wife and the awesome example. Um, I think the most, one of the most recent or the more recent big, huge things that she had to do by herself took place in um, 2013 right 2013 I got assigned to uh, on a remote tour to South Korea and for those of you who are not familiar the remote remote, tour, remote tours are those um, changes of station in which the service member leaves, but they are not accompanied by their um, family members. So it's the service member by himself. And the kids were, you know, they get out of school May or June and go Cowboys. <laughs> um, 
the kids get out of school May or June, right? And my my report no later than date. This is the day that I gotta be in country. It is in February. And you know, I mean we're not we've we've moved our kids in the middle of a school year before, but it is a huge pain in the butt for that on that transition is, is just it's crap on the kids and they have a hard hard time i mean they have a hard enough time as it is because they got to say goodbye to friends and all that stuff the ones they leave behind and then they have to make the adjustment to the new their new situation but leaving right in the middle of a school year at around that time frame that's really tough on them so in order to avoid that so they're sacrifice number one Right, mama. Right, mama's gonna. She's gonna take up the slack. I'm gonna take me and the stuff that I need, which mostly consists of uniforms and just personal clothes. Right, and I'm gonna pack my stuff up, and it's gonna get shipped out. And then my wife is going to be left with a house full of stuff. And mind you, we live on base, right? So she's got to empty the house, move all the crap, right? She's got to um, clean up the house in inspection order for the housing office to, to give her the green light. And she's going to do all this practically by herself. My daughter's going to help. She's old enough. She's going to help uh, clean got a son who's a little bit old enough he's gonna help right keep in mind though we have we have kids with special needs so that just adds to the to the difficulty that just increases the difficulty level right but you know what when the time came she organized coordinated and got got it done and got it done she put all of our stuff in storage right because she's going to go home, back home to texas which we have to cover at cost military doesn't doesn't pay for that but she's not going to stay in that house by herself with me not there she's just not comfortable with that and i respect that so she packs up the house packs up the kids moves them back home to texas which I don't remember how far away it was. But she packs up the kids, moves back home to Texas for a little while to be with family while I'm gone. She disenrolls the kids, she re-enrolls the kids. She gets in touch with special needs coordinators in advance, sets up meetings with special needs coordinators, has meetings with special needs coordinators. <sighs> My daughter, was going to college who's starting her first year of college gets her stuff gets her put together moves her down to college <laughs> graduates my daughter by the way out of high school which i missed that was that was a crappy moment in sports in our lives but graduates my daughter puts her stuff together moves her down to school Gets her set up there. 
in an apartment and all that stuff. Moves all of our other stuff back home to Texas. Gets the kids set up in school and gets those, the kids started on their, their following school year without even missing a beat. And like I said, meanwhile, she's got to move and coordinate, organize and get the house and, and inspection order so we can just out process housing. And for you, for those of you who think that's easy to do, when you're on your own with four kiddos, three of which have special needs, I say, you try it. Try it. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> It's not a dare. It's not a dare. It's a suggestion. I suggest you try it, and then you get back with me. You let me know how it went. How many how many bumps and forks in the road did you run into, and how many how many different ways did you have to adjust and overcome? <laughs> My wife got it done because she's a badass. Oh, by the way, we're still married. <laughs> That's just one example. I've deployed, sometimes without any notice. I've had to go on trips, cross-country, international, overseas trips. I've, had, I've been sent to places. I've been stuck in places. And you know what? Mama always comes through. The kids, man, I'll tell you what, our, uh, the reason our kids are so well adjusted is because my wife got it done and she is just one of the many spouses who make that sort of magic happen. There are, there are so many examples of how our service members have to commit so much and have to sacrifice so much and at great cost, right? At great mental, physical, and emotional cost. But they're not going through it by themselves. One, the service members, they got their family right there alongside of them and you try to, you know, it's a lot of pressure. I can, I can tell you from you know, from experience, it's a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure on me to try to hold things together. But you know what? Luckily, I didn't have to do it by myself. Unfortunately, my wife had to do a lot of it by herself. The glue, that emotional glue. And for you, those of you who might think that's not an important aspect of family, that's what I say to you. You have no idea. You have no idea. And our house is full of so much love. That's my wife's doing. And that was my wife's doing under the kind of conditions that we raised our family in, which was that, that high tempo military crap that we had to deal with, right? And I say had to deal with, not like I don't. I'm not resentful of their military. I mean, I, I, we walked into that thing with with 
full knowledge. I mean, that's that's one reason why some couples don't don't make it because they don't have they don't have the full idea of what it takes to make it. And uh, as a married couple in the military, they don't understand the level of sacrifice that's required, right? You're gonna be a lot. You're gonna miss a lot of birthdays. You're gonna miss holidays. You're gonna miss anniversaries. Uh, you're gonna miss. You're not gonna be there together. Those moments are spent alone. Your spouse is alone with your kiddos, and you may not understand fully grasp what that means and how that feels I suggest you talk to a military spouse and ask them what that feels like and if you're a military service member maybe you're an active member and you don't think that's a big deal I suggest you talk to your husband or your wife and say babe when I missed our anniversary last time how did that make you feel and then stand back because <laughs> you might be opening up the door to, to some major feelings and if you're not much with the feelings <laughs> maybe you don't want to ask the question but then again you need you can't be afraid of the feelings when you're in a in a when you're a married couple right in a serious relationship that's a that's a podcast for another day what I'm saying is that it's a there's a big level of sacrifice there. There's a big level of of um, emotional drain and emotional wear and tear that's taking place there among the spouses. But you know what? They take it on the chin, right? They suck it up. They they keep it together for the sake of the family, and they keep pushing forward, just like the military members taught. You know what I mean? If you're if you're faced with some sort of adversity, you can't you you don't have time to think about it. You don't have time to think about it. You have you what you'd have what you what you the way you use your time is is to think about how to get around it or how to get over it or how to get through it. And and you know what? Our military spouses, they adopt that same way of thinking. They figure it out. They figure it out. And they do it for the sake of the family. To keep the kids happy. To make sure they feel loved. To make sure that they support for the love of, of the military member, us, the members. They do what they can to make sure that we don't add on to the strain the, the whatever what's the stuff that we go through because being in the military it's hard you know maybe we don't have to face we don't go to war every day but when you're in the military you got to be sharp every day and every day requires it especially in the, in the work that we did and if you, if you, you can't afford to take a day off. You can't afford to take any days off. You know, you can't, you can't afford to give any less than your best. But while you're giving your best to your, to your mission, somebody's got to hold it down back home. And I'm, I'm telling you, 
the amount of work and the amount of sacrifice and the amount of commitment required to keep the family together, to be the glue, which our military spouses are, the level of energy required, the level of emotional stress that's required, the amount of physical stress that's required to be the glue. It's really, really hard to fathom unless you're doing it. Just like being the military member, it's hard to fathom unless you're doing it. But you know what? When you work together as a team, you get it done. And there's no better feeling in the world, at least for me, to know that my wife cared so much that she put herself through that. And I don't tell her enough how, um, how much that means to me. Um, I try to now. And you know what, if there's a suggestion that I could give those of you who might be active right now, don't miss an opportunity to give your wife props. Tell her how much, how grateful you are. Because if you're married in the military, sure, you're, you're like, you're where the rubber meets the road. You, the service member. But it doesn't end with you. If you're married and you have a family, it doesn't begin and end with you. It begins and ends with your family. My opinion, your part is easy. All you have to do is say yes. Because that's what I did. Can you go on this deployment? Yes. Can you go on this TDY? Yes. Because that's what it takes to be a good, to be a good, and you know, they, they try to deter Air Force guys from saying they're a good troop, but you know, I grew up calling us troops. That's what you got to do to be a good troop. The greatest ability is availability. The greatest ability is availability. But that availability comes at a cost. And for every time that you say yes, you stack a little bit of pressure on, a little bit more pressure on the mister or the miss that you leave back home. And on the kiddos that you leave back home. But especially the mister or the miss who are having to be the glue to keep your family together. <sighs> and... I can tell you from my perspective, I did, uh, or from my point of view, or from my, um, just for me, I can speak for my, I can speak for myself alone. I never told my wife enough how much, how grateful I was. Um, but I try to now, you know, and I'm glad, I'm grateful that it's not too late that I can do that. Because there were, there were times whenever I came home and I was like, holy crap, is, like, is she going to be in there? Is she going to be in the house? <laughs> Excuse me. Because there were some times, boy. There were some times when you had, when you were at work a lot more than you were at home. You know, it's not just service members. That, that sounds a little bit like, that's like first responders do that. That same, have that same commitment, but they have also have the same difficulty with, uh, with us staying married, but yeah, boy, <laughs> but thank God she was always there. So I give thanks for my wife and I give thanks for my spouse, 
my military spouse, and I give thanks for all the military spouses because I know what it takes. I know it takes a lot. It takes a lot for to be the glue. It takes a lot to keep the family functioning, to keep the machine working, to keep the wheels moving, to keep the wheels greased and moving. And uh, yeah, there's one, one message I would have liked to get out um, via this podcast. It would be thank you. Thanks to all of you military spouses who have given so much and continue to give for the service of our country, for national security, um, a large portion of the security that our military members provide, a lot of credit, a lot of credit can and should be given our spouses so thanks thanks to our spouses especially my wife who I love very much and I'm so grateful to call her my wife after 21 years after 21 years we went through a lot before we joined the military and then we got through the military and here we are on the other end and I think we're doing all right I think our kids are doing all right. And I give her, I give her most of the credit because she's so awesome. And she is one of many who are holding it down for our military family. So if you know someone married in the military, go up, shake that guy or gal's hand, and then shift your attention left or right wherever that spouse is at, and shake their hand too. Say thank you for your service to that man or woman because you know that the level of commitment and the amount of sacrifice and the, the, the amount, the, what they give up, what they invest in the security of our nation and our quality of life as we know it is just as important, it really is, and just as relevant as the service members commitment themselves. So shake their hand and say thanks. And we are sitting at 26 minutes. We are coming up on 30. Thank you once again for tuning in to I'm Walking Here. We'll work on that theme song. Just kidding, we're not gonna have a theme song. Yes, we are. No, we're not. The jury's still out. I'm having an argument with myself. This uh, podcast just went south. But uh, I'm at the car. It's time to hop in. You folks have a good day. God bless.